Harvest Loss podcast. My name is Joe Fullwood and today on the show we're going to mix things up a little bit and do a series of five shorter conversations with research scientist Glenn Reithmuller. Now Glenn originally hails from Queensland where he completed an agricultural engineering degree in Toowoomba but he's now based in Meriden in Western Australia's Eastern Wheatbelt with the Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development and has been there for over 35 years. So thanks for joining me on the show today, Glenn. No problem. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, speak to you, Jo. Well, we've got a lot of information to cover today, Glenn, so I thought we might break our conversation down into a few bite-sized pieces. Um, in this first segment... Let's give listeners a bit of an overview of what's happening in this harvest grain loss space. If you can tell us what you have seen out in the paddock over the last couple of decades in terms of harvest losses and what you are starting to see now in terms of improvements. I guess the, the first thing is I'm always trying to reduce losses in, uh, in everything we harvest out here. Now, a few years ago, one of our local vets here did a survey on what losses were out there for looking at what energy was needed for sheep. I thought, well, that's interesting because we'll see what sort of losses we are getting in the field. And he did a, a survey of about 41 paddocks within 50k radius of Meriden here. And I was surprised that the average loss was 2.7% in wheat, which was 61 kilos a hectare. And at today's, say today's price might be, say, 3.30 a tonne. Well, that's $20 a hectare in just losses on the ground. In cereal, in wheat. And... Um, so that adds up to a lot of money. And the interesting thing about that survey was that a lot of it was actually in free heads, not actually, not grain like you would say being blown out the back of the harvester. This was in full heads. So that made me think, well, maybe it's one of the problems is that right at the very front of the header, either that or it's pre-harvest losses as in weather damage. So you might have wind that breaks heads off or whatever. So really we, we can't work out which it was of that, but... Uh, if it's not pre-harvest losses from weather, well, then it could be things like the reel and the front itself. Um, so, yeah, that was surprising, really, that it was so high. But it was even higher in things like lupins. It was it ranged from 6 to 140%, which mm. is huge. One, one crop, and it's worse with lupins, it's probably higher losses with a lower-yielding crop. And actually, my dad used to have a saying, he said, if, if you're harvesting a good crop, you'll get it all. If you're harvesting a half a crop, you'll get half it. And I think it's not quite that bad, but in the case of lupins, it probably is. Yeah, with, with a poor crop, this guy was only getting 300 kilos a hectare and he was leaving 360 on the ground. Yeah. So it was just, uh, well, I mean, if you've got sheep, they can get some of it back, but not all of it. But lupins are a, a special case, I suppose, and we can talk about that later. Do you, um, do you think growers are, are more aware of the issue of grain losses now that this conversation has been out in the industry for 12 months or 18 months? Have you yes. seen improvements? Yep. I've seen a lot more people talking about it, and I think Peter Newman had a lot to do with that, getting the people, growers interested in measuring it. And then, you know, once you measure it and you go, oh, dear, this is, uh, this is lost, losing a lot of money, um, so I think there's been a lot more interest in actually measuring it properly and so you can make a decision on on what you accept as your your base loss you know it's you don't really want to have zero losses because that could mean you could be that you're driving really really slow which costing you more in your header and some of these harvests now are about six hundred dollars an hour to run so if you're going to go more hours to get less losses you might, might be worse off so there's a bit of a 
compromise in there with the uh, the losses and the capacity that you want to harvest at. Okay, so uh, you're an engineer. Let's talk about the harvester machine. Uh, I think what we'll do over the next series of podcasts with you is to go into um, that in in a um, more finer detail. But could you give us an overview of what parts of the header might be adjusted to improve losses in the paddock? Okay, so I guess we could break this down into that. Uh, the, as far as the harvester goes, you have your front losses, which is your reel and your knife uh, and the actual front itself, what sort of things we can do there. Then you've got the feeding system, how to get it across and up into the broad elevator and up into the uh, harvester itself, and there's adjustments in there. Then you've got your threshing and cleaning, so your, your rotor, uh, speed, concaves and whatever, and your sieves bands and whatever so you've got a lot of adjustments there and then of course the last thing is how to measure all these losses out the back so uh, that's the the sort of things we're going to cover in this uh, podcast I guess. Thanks for that overview Glenn. Well tune in for episode two of my conversation with research scientist and agricultural engineer Glenn Reithmuller when we'll discuss knife guards and how they can impact on harvest losses. Thanks for joining us today. This podcast has been brought to you by Primary Sales and is for information purposes only. Visit Primary Sales online at primarysales.com.au.